When the whole world is abuzz with summer's verdant glory, what more is there to do but soak it all in? Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. You know when you head outside looking for one thing, but something else amazes you by surprise? This happens to me a lot. I go out looking to photograph the perfect field of lupins, and a big bumblebee tucking into them amazes me even more. I take to the wet woods in search of chanterelles, but a bleeding tooth fungus captures my attention instead. Last month, I got a tip that a local trail was absolutely covered in pink lady slippers, and while the 111 I counted blooming in less than a mile was pretty unbelievable, I found myself similarly amazed by a common whitetail skimmer dragonfly sitting on a log just an inch from a six-spotted tiger beetle as if they were old buddies catching up while taking in the view of the beaver pond. The contrast of the black and white coloration of the dragonfly, alongside the blue-green iridescence of the beetle, was such a stunning study of contrast. Last year at this time, I had a similar moment of amazement when I was surprised by a hummingbird clearwing moth, a species worth looking for right now. Towards the end of my road, there is an impressive patch of milkweed. When they are flowering, you can smell them before you see them. Up close, their floral scent is dizzying. At low tide, the ocean in the distance offers a muddy, salty contrast, an olfactory combination that might be the most beautiful and complex in the world. Or at least that's how I feel in those moments when the offerings of the natural world overpower any thought of our own internal troubles. So there I was, with only the intention of smelling and photographing the milkweed flowers in the waning evening light, with a slight hope of spotting a monarch butterfly, which I did spot, when the buzz of a chunky little pollinator distracted me. At first, I thought it was a hummingbird, but being about half the size of our ruby-throated hummingbirds, I knew it had to be a hummingbird moth. These moths behave so much like hummingbirds, they are often overlooked with the assumption that they are indeed a hummingbird. Their wings move so quickly, they emit a similar hum, and they are able to hover in place like a hummingbird. Instead of a long bill that allows the bird to probe deep flowers for sweet nectar, the moth has a remarkably long proboscis with the same exact purpose. We typically expect to see moths flying around at night, but both the real hummingbird and the look-alike moth do their foraging during the day. So it is completely understandable that hummingbird moths are confused for hummingbirds, But as always, when you're outside, you do yourself a disservice by not taking a closer look. Hummingbird moths are members of the sphinx moth family, known for their long front wings and chunky bodies. Our native hummingbird clearwing moths have light brown to olive bodies, punctuated with dark reddish-brown bands. Their wings are indeed mostly clear, with red-brown borders. If you are able to get a close look at one, they really can't be mistaken for anything else. But the trick is getting a close look at them in those brief moments when they hover at a flower and you realize it's not a bird. Now you know how to differentiate between a moth and a bird, but more typically, people wonder about the difference between a moth and a butterfly. Here are two easy tips on differentiating them, but note that there are always exceptions. Moths have feathery antennae, while those of butterflies tend to be smoother and more club-shaped. And at rest, butterflies hold their wings vertically, while moths fold their wings horizontally. 
The caterpillars of our helpful native hummingbird moths can easily be confused for the garden-harming tomato hornworm caterpillars, as both species are members of the sphinx moth family. They are plump, usually green caterpillars that share the spiky tail horn characteristic. Hummingbird moth caterpillars, however, have a black underbelly, while tomato hornworm caterpillars have a green underbelly. You can learn more differentiating characteristics via a link in our blog. So the next time you're outside, you could search for a hummingbird moth in a patch of flowers near you. Even if you find one, be prepared for something else to surprise and amaze you. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, references, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 